They've been married for 30 years. He's a pioneer of Catholic lay evangelization, and she has a master's degree in theology. Put on the coffee and get ready to open the scriptures. It's time for Bible with the Barbers. Now, here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome. Welcome to Bible with the Barbers on this Friday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Now, remember, St. Patrick's Day is an optional memorial, so um, this is not an excuse to eat meat on Friday. So if you want your corned beef and cabbage, eat it on Thursday or, um, well, Thursday's already passed, so have it on Saturday if you haven't had it yet. So, um, no, we are not, we are not um, dispensed from the obligation to keep the f- Friday abstinence, um, at least not in the Diocese of Los Angeles and many other dioceses in the United States. They're not dispensed. I don't know if the bishops actually had the um, power to dispense, but if you look up on um, the National Catholic Register website about Friday, March uh, 17, 2023, and abstinence, they will give you a map of the entire United States. There's a, um, One of their journalists did an article. He, he uh, got in touch with every bishop, um, every ordinary for for every single diocese in the United States. Some of them didn't answer. Some of them said no, no, no dispensation. Some said yes, dispensation. Some said yes, dispensation, but if you eat meat on Friday, you have to do another form of penance, which is standard practice for the whole year. So um, this is Lent, and every Friday is a reminder that our, our Lord died for us. We were supposed to remember on Fridays, have a particular devotion to the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. It has always been traditional to pray the Stations of the Cross on Friday, to remember our Lord's suffering, to remember what he did for us. And so we give up something of this earth in order to empty our hearts and empty our um, attachment to the things in order to be filled more with Christ and to be more like him in his suffering. So um, happy St. Patrick's Day. I am pre-recording this show. So there's no live call-ins for this one. (laughs) So, but what I want to do here today is I want to take us through, I want to take us through uh, part of the prayer book that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph used. Do we know what that is? Do we know what they, where they got their prayers? Uh, what was their model for prayer? Well, actually, I think we do. And we want to go through some of those, um, those prayers. And I also want to maybe touch on um, some of the readings for Lent. Just remember, I want to encourage everyone. The Catholic Church has Mass every day of the year, 365 days of the year. And at every Mass, the scriptures are read. Old Testament scriptures, always something from the gospel. There's always a gospel written, read. So, um, but then you might have a, a letter from one of the New Testament letters or the book of Revelation or Acts of the Apostles, or you might have something from one of the Old Testament books. And then there's always a psalm after the first reading. The first reading is either from the Old Testament or the a New Testament other than the Gospels. And then there's a psalm after every reading. And then there's a verse before the Gospels, which is also taken from the Scriptures. And then the, the Gospel is read. And, and so as a Catholic, when we go to Mass daily, if we go to Mass daily and you do it, for um, go to Sunday Mass and Daily Mass. In the Sunday readings, there's a three-year cycle that has readings from every book of the Bible in it. 
and you, you rotate through the Gospels, and they, the readings change up a bit for Easter, and uh, there's specific re- readings for Easter and Advent and Lent. And then um, in the the um, in the daily readings, there's a two-year cycle, and what they do is they um, you might read it. Um, they they do they switch off the readings aren't always the same for the first reading and so it's like you have a year A and a year B and the readings for year A are different than the readings from year B the first reading, so um, it's it's just a profound. Any Catholic who goes to mass every day hears part of every single book of the Bible read to them throughout the year, and in a, you know the three year cycle of Sunday readings or the two year cycle of, of daily readings you hear something from every single book. And whenever we're reading from a particular book of the Bible, the church wants us to look at the whole book. Okay. So Friday um, is the feast of St. Patrick. This is Friday that you're listening to this. And um, I'm getting a little overplay here from another show, but that's okay. Um, The engineer will fix that. We have some special readings for the feast of St. Patrick. Uh, the first reading is from 1 Peter 4, and then the gospel is from Luke 5 through 11. And in uh, 1 Peter 4, we have um, Peter talking. Let's see, I, I read this earlier because I wanted to present this to you for St. Patrick's Day. Um, and I love that song, by the way, Oh God Beyond All Praising. I should have just sang it for you, you know, Oh God Beyond All Praising. We worship you today. And sing the love amazing that song cannot repay, for we can only wonder at every gift you send, at blessings without number and mercies without end. We lift our hearts before you and wait upon your word. We honor and adore you, O great and mighty Lord. Powerful song, awesome song. So, the letter to Peter. Beloved, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and sober-minded so that you will be able to pray, be able to pray, Serious and sober-minded, so that you will be able to pray. Above all, let your love for one another be intense, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. As each one has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever preaches, let it be with the words of God. Whoever serves, let it be with the strength that God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, do not be surprised that a trial by fire is occurring among you, as if something strange were happening to you, but rejoice to the extent that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice exultantly. If they actually read that reading on Friday, they might not read everything that I just read, but that's okay. Um, Peter is exhorting us to be sober-minded and to pray. You know, the work of faith is prayer. For the, all of those out you who you know, want to call yourself nuns or don't have a religion or whatever, faith is a gift. And it's not a once, you know, I say, okay, I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior, done deal. Okay, for the rest, of, that's it. No, faith is a gift and it can be lost. 
St. Paul exhorted us, pray for me that after having preached to others, I myself might not fall away. He also said in another letter, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We can lose our faith. Faith is a gift. Every day, ask for more faith. This is something that Terry Barber, my dear husband, likes to remind people. We need to ask for more faith every day. And what is the work of faith? The work of faith is prayer. Do I believe that there is a God? Well, you know what? I don't even need faith to know, by the way. You can know without a doubt that there is a God and you don't need faith. But to know that God is three divine persons and one God, a trinity of persons, a community of love and life, I need faith to know that. To know that the Son of God became man and died on the cross for our sins and that he, even though he died, he rose from the dead and he still lives, we need faith. Okay, so faith is a gift. Ask for it. You want to believe? Ask God for the grace to believe. Get down on our knees and humble ourselves before God and beg him for the grace we need to believe that God is God and we are not. God made us for himself. He had a purpose for our lives. He intended for us. He still intends for us to live in union with him for all of time so that we can live in union with him for all eternity. This is his plan. This is his desire. So pray, 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 pray. Be sober-minded and pray. We don't know the moment of our death. I think I've told the story before. You know, I, we grew up in a, in, in, a, in a big family. There were 10 of us at home, but we had other families in the parish that had big, a lot of children. And one of them was very close friends of ours. They had 11 children at home. And um, they lost, when I was in sixth grade, one of their daughters died. When I was in seventh grade, one of their sons died. Um, and then when I was a young woman, and that was, you know, several years later, one, another one of their sons died. And it became, it's like, wait a minute, none of us knows the day or the hour. And, and the same year that, that when I was in sixth grade, the girl that died from that family was in eighth grade. She was a very good friend of my sis, one of my sisters. And uh, another boy from their class died that same year. And so, and we went, and my mother took us to funerals on a regular basis to pray, because we have to pray for the poor souls in purgatory. And it taught us to pray. It didn't scare me. It's like, you know what, life, we never know when we're going to die, but you know what, I, we, we pray every day, right? We always should be ready to meet the Lord, because he will come. And when he comes, are we going to be ready? St. Joan of Arc taught us to pray, Lord, if I am not in the state of grace, put me in the state of grace. And if I'm in the state of grace, keep me in the state of grace. We ask for the grace of final perseverance and we ask for the gift of faith and a greater faith. And then he says to be hospitable and that our love should be intense. And he's talking about a real love, a love that's sacrificial, the kind of love that Jesus Christ showed us on the cross, a love that's willing to die not only for its friends, but for its enemies. I will lay down my life rather than see you commit a sin. I would die if God would allow it to, in order to prevent you from being led into sin. I would give my life for you. This is the kind of love Peter's talking about here. So we're supposed to be hospitable without complaining. We're supposed to um, use our gifts for the service of everyone. You know, <laughs> the priesthood, it's, it's not a matter of power within the Catholic Church that only men are identity to the priest. It's, it's a matter of divine, divine command. This was God's will. Okay, so am I going to complain about the fact that I only have certain gifts, but I don't have those gifts? I... Hey, I hear that music. That means we're going to take a break. 
Don't go away. We'll be back. Please tell all your family and friends that there's a Bible study on Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and it's Catholic. And everybody's welcome to join us. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome. Welcome back. This is the second section of our Friday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. No, there is no dispensation from uh, the abstinence on Friday, at least in the Diocese of Los Angeles and many other dioceses in the United States. So um, I don't think I began with the Angelus at the top of the hour. We begin at noon on this show. So let's pray the Angelus in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now and at the hour of our death, amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O most holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray, pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth. Plenis uncelliat terra, gloria tua, hosanna in excelsis. Benedictus qui venit in nomine domini, hosanna in excelsis. So we began this show talking about the first letter of Peter, chapter 4, verses 7 through 11, the, op, the reading that could be used for the optional memorial of St. Patrick. So Friday, the priest may read it, he may not, or have the, his um, layperson who reads, read that. But... Peter in this letter is exhorting us to remember that everything should be done so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. And because it is to Jesus Christ who belongs glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And that's in the first letter of Peter, chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. So, we want to talk a little bit about the prayer book that Jesus and Mary used. And yes, Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph. And yes, we do know what prayer book that was. As a matter of fact, the Catholic Church uses it in her liturgy. And um, uh, it's, it's part of the required prayer for all of the religious in the church. It's required, and many lay people pray also. But um, it's the book of Psalms. And in the Psalms, you have a, a great variety of types of prayer. You have prayer of... of penitence for having sinned. You have prayer of victory for battles won. You have prayer of just praising God and glorifying God for his goodness and his greatness. You have prayer of trust in God in the midst of suffering. You have um, just on and on and on. I'm going to give you some examples, okay? So we have Psalm 96. 
Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among the peoples, his wondrous deeds. For great is the Lord and highly to be praised. Awesome is he beyond all gods. For all the gods of the nations are things of naught. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty go before him. Praise and grandeur are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, you families of nation. Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring gifts and enter his courts. Worship the Lord in holy attire. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the people with equity. Let the heavens be glad and earth rejoice. Let the sea and what fills it resound. Let the plains be joyful and all that is in them. Then shall all the trees of the forest exalt before the Lord. For he comes, he comes to rule the earth. He shall rule the world with justice, the peoples with his constancy. And you have this um, just, you know, many, many psalms of praise of God and, um, and, and psalms that teach us how to live, that teach us how to pray. You know, we have a Psalm 100, a prayer of thanksgiving. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Know that the Lord is God. He made us. His we are. His people the flock he tends. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him, bless his name, for he is good, the Lord whose kindness endures forever, his faithfulness to all generations. And then Psalm 101 is supposed to be the psalm, it's it's supposed to be the norm of life for rulers. We can pray this psalm for our rulers, that they can... um, be in tune with God and live this way of the kindness and judge of kindness and judgment. I will sing to you. O Lord, I will sing praise. I will persevere in the way of integrity. When will you come to me? I will walk in the integrity of my heart within my house. I will not set before my eyes any base thing. I hate him who does perversely. He shall not remain with me. A crooked heart shall be far from me. Evil I will not know. Whoever slanders his neighbor in secret, him will I destroy. The man of haughty eyes and puffed up heart, I will not endure. My eyes are upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in the way of integrity shall be in my service. He shall not dwell within my house who practices deceit. He who speaks falsehood shall not stand before my eyes. Each morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land and uproot from the city of the Lord all evildoers. And this is the king is supposed to work towards this so that there's a society that everyone's dependent on the Lord and everyone has this integrity of heart. 
And this is what our country in the United States was founded on, by the way, that God is God and we are not, and we are all answerable to God. We have to keep the Ten Commandments because we're going to be judged by God in the end. (laughs) And if we didn't keep them, we're separating ourselves from him. So we have to live in this integrity of heart. Okay, and and then there there are psalms that that you know they sang like Psalm 118 is a psalm of uh, hymn of thanksgiving um, to the Savior of Israel, which I just love this. That, that, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Israel say His mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say His mercy endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say His mercy endures forever. In my straits, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. The Lord is with me. I fear not. What can man do against me? The Lord is with me to help me, and I shall look down upon my foes. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations encompassed me, in the Lord's name I crushed them. They encompassed me on every side, in the Lord's name I crushed them. They encompassed me about like bees, they blazed like a fire among thorns. In the Lord's name I crushed them. I was hard pressed and was falling, but the Lord helped me. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and he has been my savior. The joyful shout of victory in the tents of the just. The right hand of the Lord struck with power. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord has struck with power. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Though the Lord has indeed chastised me, yet he has not delivered me to death. Open to me the gates of justice. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This gate is the Lord's. Let the just enter it. I will give thanks to you. For you have answered me and have been my savior. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. There, there are, in this psalm, there are pre-shadowings of the Messiah and the things the Messiah would suffer. The nations all encompass me. They encompass me about like bees. They blaze like a fire among thorns. And then, the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. O Lord, grant salvation. O Lord, grant prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Join in procession with leafy brows, leafy boughs, up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, I give thanks to you. Oh my God, I extol you. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his kindness endures forever. And I can't go through every psalm today in the time that we have, but I want to give you a sampling of some of the psalms. I encourage people to pray Psalm 91 every day. We've gone over that on this show before. Please take a look at <clears throat> Psalm 91. There was a great miracle in World War I in connection with Psalm 91. There was a group of British soldiers <clears throat> in the trench warfare, and it was a platoon, and they, got, they, they were praying this psalm, and, and one of them one day said, wait, look at the promises in this psalm. Though a thousand fall at your sight and 10,000 fall at your left, it will not come near to you. And they said, let's pray this psalm together every day. 
that platoon of soldiers, none of them were lost during the war. They all returned home. So the Psalms are powerful, powerful prayers. And there are Psalms that talk about the passion of the Lord. Psalm 22 in particular talks about it. <clears throat> and Jesus, as a matter of fact, quoted Psalm 22 on, on the cross. And it's, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my prayer, from the words of my cry, O oh my God, I cry out by day, and you answer not, by night, and there is no relief for me. Yet you are enthroned in the holy place, O oh glory of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried, and they escaped. In you they trusted, and they were not put to shame. But I am a worm and no man, the scorn of men despised by the people, all who see me scoff at me. They mock me with parted lips. They wag their heads. He relied on the Lord. Let the Lord deliver him if he loves him. You have been my guide since I was first formed, my security at my mother's breast. To you I was committed at birth. From my mother's womb, you are my God. And I hear the music. Don't go away. Please tell your friends and family that we do have a Bible study here. I would like everyone to join. Thank you to our um, listeners, to our supporters. Uh, download that app. Let you, tell your friends and family about it. If you want to donate, call 877-526-1511. Right back. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. So here we are, we're talking about the Psalms, these beautiful prayers that um, Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph used. And um, we're quoting right now from Psalm 22, the Psalm that Jesus began on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In verse 12, it goes on, be not far from me, for I am in distress. Be near, for I have no one to help me. Many bulls surround me, the strong bulls of Bashan, encircle me. They open their mouths against me like raving and roaring lions. I am like water poured out. All my bones are racked. My heart has become like wax, melting away within my bosom. My throat is dried up like baked clay. My tongue cleaves to my jaw. To the dust of death you have brought me down. Indeed, many dogs surround me. A pack of evil closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look on and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my vesture they cast lots. But you, O Lord, be not far from me. O my help, hasten to, my, to aid me. Rescue my soul from the sword, my loneliness from the grip of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, from the horns of the wild bulls my wretched life. I will proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, give glory to him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not spurned nor disdained the wretched man in his misery, nor did he turn his face away from him. But when he cried out to him, he heard him. 
So by your gift will I utter praise in the vast assembly. I will fulfill my vows before those who fear him. The lowly shall eat their fill. They who seek the Lord shall praise him. May your hearts be ever merry. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of nations shall bow down before him. For dominion is the Lord's and he rules the nations. To him alone shall bow down all who sleep in the earth. Before him shall bend all who go down in the dust. And to him my soul shall live. My descendants shall serve him. Let the coming generation be told of the Lord that they may proclaim to a people yet to be born the justice he has shown. Psalm 22. Every Jew would have thought the whole psalm when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was not a cry of despair. Much of this psalm specifically talks about what he suffered in his passion. And at the end, Praise God, turn to God, praise him, give glory to him. This is what we're supposed to do, even in the midst of our suffering. And then, of course, there's that beautiful Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Beside restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. And there's so many psalms here. Psalm 51, of course, is the famous penitential psalm that David composed. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In your greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt and of my sin cleanse me. For I acknowledge my offenses and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight that you may be justified in your sentence, vindicated when you condemn. Indeed, in guilt was I born, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you are pleased with sincerity of heart, and in my inmost being you teach me wisdom. Cleanse me of my sin with hyssop, that I may be purified. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear the sounds of joy and gladness, The bones you have crushed shall rejoice. Turn away your face from my sins and blot out all my guilt. A clean heart create for me, O God, a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. Free me from blood guilt, O God my saving God. Then my tongue shall revel in your justice. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you are not pleased with sacrifice. Should I offer a holocaust, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite heart. 
A contrite and humbled heart, O God, you will not spurn. Be bountiful, O Lord, to Zion in your kindness. By rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem, then you shall be pleased with due sacrifice, burnt offering, and holocausts. Shall be offer, they shall offer up bullocks on your altar. So we have so many psalms for so many purposes. And Jesus, Mary, and Joseph used this prayer book as a prayer book. And the church still does use it. And by the way, as I said, in the, in the Mass, in the Liturgy of the Mass, at every Mass, a psalm is read. <clears throat> and then we have what's called Christian prayer, the Liturgy of the Hours, which is the prayer book of all the religious and all priests. It, they are required to pray the office every day. And the church uses, she, she does a four-week cycle and uses not only, not only the Psalms for this, but she uses also very many of the beautiful, beautiful hymns from the Old Testament. For instance, <clears throat> Wednesday morning, week three, there's a canticle from Isaiah. Here you, are far, here you who are far off, what I have done, you who are near, acknowledge my might. On Zion, sinners are in dread. Trembling grips the impious. Who of us can live with the consuming fire? Who of us can live with the everlasting flames? He who practices virtue and speaks honestly, who spurns what is gained by oppression, brushing his hands free of contract, contact with a bribe, stopping his ears lest he hear of bloodshed, closing his eyes lest he look on evil, he shall dwell on the heights. His stronghold shall be the rocky fastness, his food and drink in steady supply. And in the book of Daniel, there are some beautiful, beautiful hymns that, aren't, <clears throat> that are in the Catholic Bible because it, the Catholic Bible, by the way, is the Bible that was, was put together by the Catholic Church. It was, it's the Bible. It's the original Bible because there wasn't one before the Catholic Church, the fathers of the Catholic Church put together the Bible. And yes, they accepted the Septuagint because Jesus accepted the Septuagint and Jesus quoted from the Septuagint. So in the Septuagint version, you have some books that are or sections of other books that are called deuterocanonical. And in the book of Daniel, inserted into verse into chapter three, inserted into chapter three, you have this beautiful, beautiful hymn of Azariah, Ananiah, and Mishael in the furnace when they were, had been condemned to death and were going to be burned to death by the king of um, Babylon because they wouldn't worship his statue. They would only worship the Lord their God. And so Azariah stands up in the furnace and he prays aloud. And again, Mary and Jesus and Joseph knew about this. So yes, they would have prayed these hymns too. Blessed are you and praiseworthy, O Lord, the God of our fathers, and glorious forever is your name, for you are just in all that you have done. All your deeds are faultless. All your ways are right. And all your judgments proper. You have executed proper judgment in all that you have brought upon us and upon Jerusalem, the holy city of our fathers. By a proper judgment, you have done all this because of our sins. For we have sinned and transgressed by departing from you, and we have done every kind of evil. Your commandments we have not heeded or observed. 
nor have we done as you ordered us from for our good. Nor have we done as you ordered us for our good, for our good. Therefore, all you have brought upon us, all you have done to us, you have done by a proper judgment. You have handed us over to our enemies, lawless and hateful rebels, to an unjust king, the worst in the world. Now we cannot open our mouths. We, your servants, who revere you, have become a shame and a reproach. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever. For your name's sake, do not deliver us up forever. Or make void your covenant with us. Do not take away your mercy from us for the sake of Abraham, your beloved, Isaac, your servant, and Israel, your holy one, to whom you promised to multiply their offspring like the stars of heaven or the sand of the shore of the sea. For we are reduced, O Lord, beyond any other nation, brought low everywhere in the world this day because of our sins. We have in our day no prince, prophet, or leader, no holocaust, sacrifice, oblation, or incense, no place to offer first fruits to find favor with you. They're in exile in Babylon. And now these three men are being, they've been thrown into a fiery furnace to be burned to death. And Azariah stands up in the midst of the furnace and he's praying. And this is, these are his words. But with contrite heart and humbled spirit, let us be received as though it were the holocaust of rams and bullocks of thousands of fat lambs. So let our sacrifice be in your presence today as we follow you unreservedly. For those who trust in you cannot be put to shame. And now we follow you with our whole heart. We fear you and we pray to you. Do not let us be put to shame, but deal with us in your kindness and great mercy. Deliver us by your wonders and bring glory to your name, O Lord. Let all those be routed who inflict evil on your servants. Let them be shamed and powerless, and their strength broken. Let them know that you alone are the Lord God, glorious over the whole world. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Well, this is a pre-recorded show, and it's being recorded on Wednesday, March 15th, so it can be played on Friday, March 17th. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Um, I was reading from the book of Daniel, chapter 3, and in chapter 3 in the Catholic Bible, and this was accepted by Jesus, accepted the Septuagint. He, he quoted from it, and the church accepted it. And so the Deuterocanonicals belong in the Bible, and it was the Catholic Church who decided what books belonged in the Bible. Uh, way back in, uh, we talked about this last week on By With the Barbers. You can listen to last week's program. Um, that was Friday, March 10th. So um, we read from Daniel 3, and it's the prayer of Azariah in the furnace. And then after the prayer of Azariah in the furnace, um, Ananiah and, and Mishael um, join him in prayer. And together they pray, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of our fathers, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. And blessed is your holy and glorious name, praiseworthy and exalted above all for all ages. Blessed are you in the temple of your holy glory, praiseworthy and glorious above all forever. Blessed are you on the throne of your kingdom, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. Blessed are you who look into the depths from the throne upon the cherubim, praiseworthy and exalted above all forever. 
Blessed, <clears throat> blessed are you in the firmament of heaven, praiseworthy and glorious forever. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Angels of the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. And then the hymn goes on, that all creation should bless the Lord and praise and exalt him above all forever. You'll have to read it. Go to Daniel 3, and, um, in a, and you have to get it in a Catholic Bible. And the Catholic Bible has the Deuterocanonicals because they were accepted by the church from the beginning. So it wasn't until... Um, uh, Martin Luther rebelled against the church and he actually wanted to get rid of uh, James in the New Testament and he changed the book of Romans. So, but we want, my point here today is prayer. And these are prayers and they teach us how to pray. Even in the midst of trials, these men had been thrown in a furnace to die a martyrdom. Now God sent his angel to protect them and the king who had thrown him into the fire was absolutely flabbergasted. It's like, no God can do this, you know? And, and God did it. God delivered them. And, but nonetheless, we suffer trials and we need to learn how to praise the Lord even in the midst of trial. Because all of these trials, they um, help to humble us, take away our pride, make us dependent on God, make us realize that we need God's help, that we, we, God wants us to be saints. He wants us to live in union with him. Only God can do this work in us. And we have to give him permission and ask him every day. And prayer is the work of faith. So pray every day. And the Psalms are prayed by the church, the Catholic church, every day, the Christian prayer book. And in addition to the Psalms, these hymns that I, I, I read you one from Isaiah, I read you um, one from the book of Daniel and part of another one from the book of Daniel. They're used in this. What, what the church does in morning prayer, you have uh, two psalms from the book of Psalms, one at the beginning, you have two psalms, but in the middle of that, you have a, a hymn from the Old Testament, some canticle from the Old Testament from one of the books. And then in the evening prayer, you have two psalms prayed at the beginning of the evening prayer. And then the third is a canticle from the New Testament. There are many of these beautiful canticles. They're prayers from the New Testament also. So I, I encourage you to look at the, the Christian prayer. Um, look at the book of Psalms. At least, you know, pray, try and pray three or four Psalms every day. And remember that these are, th these are the prayers that Jesus and Mary and St. Joseph used. And they form you in prayer. They teach you how to approach God. And I, I've only given you a Oh my goodness, I, there are 150 Psalms in the Bible and, and we've read from how many? You know, there are very few, and, um, but they're so beautiful and they're so powerful and they help us to realize that God is God and we are not, that we were made for union with God. We were made to praise him and to bless him and they help us to do that. Um, Psalm 1, the beginning of the book of Psalms. Happy the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. He is like a tree planted near running water that yields its fruit in due season and whose leaves never fade. Whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, not so. They are like chaff which the wind blows away. Therefore, in judgment, the wicked shall not stand, nor shall sinners in the assembly of the just. For the Lord watches over the way of the just, but the way of the wicked vanishes. And, and then you have the, you know, 
so many psalms, joyful psalms, psalms that talk about, you know, the, the nations rage and folly against the Messiah. Psalm 2, why do the nations rage and the people utter folly? The kings of the earth rise up and the princes conspire together against the Lord and his anointed. Let us break his fetters and cast their bonds from us. Isn't that sound like our generation? Let's get rid of the Ten Commandments. Let's pretend like we don't have to obey them. Let's cast off the, the fetters of the Lord and the bonds. Well, God didn't make the Ten Commandments to enslave us. God made us for union with himself. The Ten Commandments teach us how to live in union with God and in union with our neighbor and to build the kingdom of God here on earth. God, who is throned in heaven, laughs. The Lord derides them. Then in anger, he speaks to them. He terrifies them in his wrath. I myself have set up my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. The Lord said to me, you are my son. This day have I begotten you. Ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall rule them with an iron rod. You shall shatter them like an earthen dish. You are my son, this day I've begotten you. Yes, the king of Israel was called the son of God. Why? Because the son of God really would become man. He was the king, the true king that we were all waiting for. He was the Messiah. The, the, the king of, of Israel was a type of Christ. He was a prefigurement in the Old Testament. And Sometimes the king was good and sometimes he did good things and sometimes the king was bad and sometimes he did bad things. And after David died, um, Solomon was very good for a while, but in the end he turned wicked and he got in his old age. He did things that God told him not to do. Don't multiply wives, don't multiply horses and don't multiply money. And he did all of those things. And he turned away from the Lord and he, he built altars to the false gods in Israel and after Solomon, all the kings of the north were wicked. When the, the, the kingdom was divided after Solomon, and all the kings of the north were divided, were, were wicked. And there were, you had a couple good kings in the, in the south, but then again, you had kings that were good. Hezekiah was very good in the beginning. But then when he was dying, he begged God for more time, and God gave him 15 more years. And it's like, oh, but then he kind of got like Solomon in his old age. And it's like, no. <laughs> you know, sometimes don't ask the Lord to leave us here too long. You know, it's like, Lord, take me, take me before I abandon you. Please don't let me abandon you. No matter what, Lord, give me the grace of final perseverance. Don't let me abandon you. So we look to the Psalms as a way to pray. And yes, Jesus taught us the Our Father, the Our Father, Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, our super substantial bread, the bread that is to be given to us every day, but is more than just the bread we eat to sustain our body. The bread of life, Jesus declared himself, the bread of life in John 6. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We had that gospel this week of the wicked servant whom he had this huge debt that he owed his master and his master brought him in and said, pay what you owe. I can't pay it. Well, then I'm going to sell you and your wife and children to pay the debt you owe me because you owe me too much. And the servant pleaded with his master and his master wrote off the whole debt. I forgive you everything. But then this servant went out and found a fellow servant who owed him a pittance of what he owed. 
and he told his fellow servant, give me what you owe me. Grabbed him by the throat. He throttled them. You grab him by the throat and you shake him. Give me what you owe me. And, and the, the man, the, the, and the servant said, please, please give me time. I'll pay you back. And the other servant wouldn't hear of it. The wicked servant threw that man into prison. Well, the other servants saw this and they got frightened and they went to their master and said, master, that servant you forgave, this is what he did. And so this, the master called him back and he said, you wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt. And you wouldn't forgive the little tiny debt that your, your, this other servant owed you? And it's interesting because in the gospel it says, the master turned him over to the torturer until he paid back every penny. Well, how does that work? Oh, because maybe when he borrowed his master's money, he hid it somewhere. So he turns him over to the torturer so that he has to confess where he's hidden his master's money so that his master gets his money back. But what was the point? Forgive, forgive. And this is what we say in the Our Father. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive. If someone's hurt you, if someone's hurt a family member, if someone is currently hurting you, hurting a family member, even if they're hurting a child, beg God for the grace to forgive them. Yes, we have the emotion of anger that's supposed to correct injustice, but sometimes we can't correct the injustice in another person. And sometimes that injustice is rooted in emotional woundedness. And the person committing the injustice is so emotionally broken that they don't even know how to behave. We have to pray that God will forgive them and forgive us. And Monsignor gave a beautiful sermon about that gospel of forgiving. And he said, you know, people come to me and they say, I, I can't forgive. I can't forgive. I, I, I mean, I forgive, but I just, it, you know, I still feel the feelings. And, and Monsignor said to them, he says to them, he says, do you pray for the person? Oh, yes, yes, I pray for the person. Then you've forgiven. Forgiveness is not a feeling. So when you feel the feeling of anger at injustice, go to the Lord and humble yourself. Lord, I don't consent to the sin of anger, but I acknowledge the injustice I see. But Lord, I want to pray for that person because you love that person. You died for that person and you died for me. And Lord, you forgive me my sins. So I want to forgive all those who have hurt me and all those who've hurt my family members, and all those who do injustice. And I want to thank all of our listeners, all the radio stations that pick up our signal. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. Remember, there is no dispensation for meeting meat on Friday in the Diocese of Los Angeles and many other dioceses in the United States. If you want to make a donation to Virgin Most Powerful Radio, please call 877-526-2151. I want to encourage all of you to please share with all of your friends, family, church groups, Protestants, Catholics. There's a Bible study on Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and everyone's welcome to listen. And I hope you'll download the app and get your friends and family and church groups to do that. Pass the word around and join us. And I thank you for joining us. And I thank all of those of you who offer your prayers and sacrifice for us, all of those of you who donate to us and all of those who volunteer to help us. So please remember, read your scripture every day. Get out that book of Psalms and read it. Hope to see you again soon.